everyone. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we got another conference starting up again this week, Walt. We got the SEC heading to play, which will be exciting. A couple more games postponed. I know Notre Dame uh, in the Wake Forest game for sure was postponed this week. But what do you think about the SEC, Walt? Oh, I'm excited, Woj. Finally, we're getting the SEC. You know, I love football. I love college football. But I'd have to say ACC, Big 12, that's not where I make my money. You get the SEC, Big 10, Pac-12. Those are the conferences I make my money. So this week, we get to make some money, Woj. All right, right off the bat, let's go number 23, Kentucky, who hasn't played a game yet, at number 8, Auburn, who is in the SEC, hasn't played a game yet. Obviously, it's 11 a.m. on the SEC Network. Hey, get them started right away, Woj. Kentucky plus 7.5, over under a 49. Ooh, that's a sexy over under. This is going to be a defensive game. Number 8, Auburn. Number 23, Kentucky. I'm excited for it. The money line in this game, Woj, opened Auburn minus 295. Man, did I jump on that quick. Right now, Woj, it's sitting at minus 360 on that money line for Auburn. But this game, I, I can't wait to see what these two teams are made of. The key to watch, though, the key to watch in this game, Woj, Auburn's defensive line, can they stop Kentucky's run game? You know, that quarterback read will also be a big tell in the game. You know, very similar to rushing. Some people consider it the exact same. I personally don't. I think a QB read is a little different than rushing. But regardless, they're missing Davidson and Brown, Derek Brown and Marlon Davidson from last year on that Auburn defensive line. They're on to the NFL. Are they going to be able to stop Kentucky's run game? We'll find out. Auburn, 4-1 and one against Kentucky since 2004. They're covering at 50% of the time. All four of those wins hit the over with the loss actually being the under. What does that tell you? I don't know. It tells me, though, that I want Auburn to win this game. I think they're going to. I don't know that I'll put points on them, taking the point spread, but I definitely got my money on the money line here. A lot of unknowns makes it tough for that spread, Woj. But to get one score or something looking at this, maybe you do take the points. Yeah, there is a lot of unknowns. I mean, you have Bo Nix from last year who, I mean, he ran the offense fairly well. They're pretty balanced. Um, wasn't too flashy. But the big thing is they had Jatavius Withrow last year, who was an outstanding running back for Auburn. And he transferred to Western Illinois of all, uh, of all places. Um, but he's, he'll be over at Western Illinois. I think he's going through the transfer pro- protocol there. I don't think they play until the spring. Um, so I'm not sure what he'll get to do or if he'll even get to play, but Sean Shivers, the running back for Auburn will get basically be on the top of the depth chart now with him gone. And on DraftKings, he's only 4,400. Now, yeah, I look at that over under, it's a 49 and I'm like, why am I even picking a guy in this game? But at 4,400, knowing how Auburn has done in the past and Withrow, how he did in the past. I mean, his two seasons of starter, he had 1,550 yards and 16 TDs and 306 carries. So uh, it's not like they don't run it and uh, they don't get points. Um, I, I kind of like to see what he does. I'm not sure if I'll pick him this week, but uh, just a good eye to keep on that 4,400 price point for a starting running back in the SEC on Auburn wall. I mean, that's that's hard to pass up. It's hard to look over. So. We'll see how he does. Um, I might pick him up. I might not. Maybe one of my rosters. Uh, but this is just one of those unknown games, like you said. It is. But what we do know is Auburn likes to run the ball. So I, 
I'm liking what you're saying. Was last year they ran the ball 55% of the time. You know, that was 2019 last year. Part of the reason maybe why he's not getting a you know a lot of respect from those DK salaries. They rotate the running backs. They've done it for the past few years. Auburn, that is, have done it for the past few years. You know, this guy, I, I don't know if it's Shivers or Shivers, which I'm not quite sure, but he started a couple times as a true freshman. Then he was shelved, you know, put in the back of that rotation. I, I like him this week, maybe for the fact that, you know, he's worked his way back up now and he's going to prove himself. So, hey, if that's your thinking, go with it, man. Put him on your team. All right, and another team here, another game, and this team has come up quite a, quite often so far in the college football rundown. Number 22, Army, who's 2-0. Uh, heading to number 14, Cincinnati, who's 1-0 at 2.30 uh, a, or 2:30 p.m. on ESPN. Army, plus 14, over under 46. Army, plus 5-10 on the money line against Cincinnati. There's a reason we talk about Army over and over again. It's because I make us talk about them. I like these service academies. I like Army. Last year, we talked about Cincinnati a lot, did we not? Yeah, uh, we did. And we also talked about Army a little bit last year. It is, you know, The problem with Army is, is they're just a DraftKings killer while they're a DFS killer just because of their time as possession, and we've talked about that before. Um, low over-under in this game, so it's hard to really take anybody in DFS, but we'll talk more about that later. Well, this game, I mean, the, the lines are moving on this game. It opened at 11, bet down to 14. People obviously jumping right in on Cincinnati. Army crushed Middle Tennessee 42 to nothing. Crushed UL Monroe 37 to 7. You know who that UL Monroe beat too, right, Woj? Iowa State. It was Iowa State, yeah. UL Monroe, you know, Sunbelt getting that big upset over Big 12. They were 3-0 that week, actually. But, yeah, this is a team that Army beat 37-7, slated to play BYU last week. The game got postponed. COVID, unfortunately. We don't like that COVID, well, neither one of us. But Army did this all passing the ball very little, if any. You know, nine total attempts in the two games. Split quarterbacks, Jones and Anderson, they're really not passing, though. They're basically a running back taking the snap. You know, they're both running that option offense that Army likes to run. Going to be a little bit tougher in this one, though. You know, you're not going to be able to have that one-dimensional offense against a Cincinnati team last year with really good. I, I think they're going to have a tough time in it. But Bearcats, solo win, came against Austin PA this year. It was last week. They won 55-20. to 20. That's a respectable score. But, you know, there's a, a lot of talk about how team good this team looked. I take a little issue with that. They were a great team last year. We mentioned that. This year, still undetermined, you know, gave up 213 passing yards, 140 rushing yards to Austin PA. Austin PA, here's a comparable. Pitt gave up one rushing yard to Austin PA, 136 <laughs> passing yards to Austin PA. So is that really somebody you can compare them to? I don't know. It was a win. You know, you get a win, it counts on your record, but clearly a better team than Austin PA. But the game was much closer than the score the talking heads would in indicate, which Gives me a little bit of hesitation on Cincinnati in this game. Hey, just by eye test wall, from what I've seen of Army and what I've seen of Cincinnati so far, Army looks like a better team in my 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 opinion. Like I I'm not sure what the uh, the pollsters or the, the guys that are putting the spreads out there are, are talking about, but I really to to me it looks like Army's a way closer uh, competitor than plus 14 wall. I agree with you, Oj, and I think a lot of it is coming from last year's Cincinnati team, which if it is a team last year from Cincinnati that's the same this year, I agree with it, but that has not been proven. So, hey, Woj, 100%, we're on the same page today. 
Yeah, Jared Dokes is the Cincinnati offense, by the way. He's the running back for Cincinnati. He's 8,100 on DraftKings this week. Uh, he's too expensive to take in this game just because they're not slated to get enough points. Army is a ball hog, so, I mean, it's just, just not in the cards. But I, I think if Army shuts him down, I think you shut down Cincinnati offense. On the other end of the ball, you have uh, Sandrin McCoy, who's the running uh, army running back, the may their main running back. But I mean, they spread the ball so much in this offense or option offense, it, it's tough. He's only at 6,400, but again, just pass because I don't think he'll get enough points, and you know, it really is all dependent on who has a breakout game in that option offense wall. Don't disagree, Woj. I don't know. I we're, we're two minds thinking alike today, buddy. Yeah. All right. Another uh, double-ranked game here, uh, number 24, Louisville, 1-1 one one at number 21, Pittsburgh, 2-0. and um, 11 a.m. on ESPN. And you just mentioned Pittsburgh uh, just gave up one rushing yard to Austin, PA. <laughs> <laughs> Dominant performance. Best defensive line in the country, Woj. I, I'm obviously saying that joking a little bit. Well, a lot of bit. But this game, Louisville plus 2.5, over under 54.5. As you mentioned with their records, both game, both teams have two games under their belt. Louisville coming off that rough loss to Miami. I mean, that was a good game. Watched it, loved it, love watching college football. But, man, that, that was tough to watch Louisville a little bit. Miami looked like a real good team. I don't know whether it was Miami being a real good team or Louisville not being that great of a team. But Miami took it to them in Louisville's house 47-34 to 34 last week. Wasn't really any doubt. Throughout the game, the win probability, whew, straight up, Woj, throughout the game. Pitt's resume in this game includes a win against Austin PA in Syracuse. Well, we talked about Austin PA already. Syracuse, that's a team, you know, I best thing I can say about them is, you know, they're not awful. Uh, nothing special or solid to go off in either of those games. So Pitt, team I love to hate on, Woj. You know why I love to hate on Pitt? Uh, they ruined your chances at a big win years and years ago, Wall, when you bet West Virginia to win the national championship. And that's why you're my good friend, Woj. You knew that answer off the top of your head. I do not like Pitt for that reason. West Virginia, I had to win the championship that year. At the time, you know, it was best two teams play against each other. West Virginia was heading there. Pitt beat them in the backyard bowl. Boom. There goes my season futures ticket on West Virginia out the window. But again, I love to hate them, but they do have talent. I got to give them credit for that. Kenny Pickett, the man, nearing 500 passing yards in two games. He's at 492. Jordan Addison, his main option with 14 receptions. DJ Turner, most reception yards with 124. But they have 13 different players with at least one reception in this team, Woj. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, they spread the ball out a lot. I mean, a lot of these teams just have so many wide receivers to just keep – funneling them in and out. Hey, well, who was the, uh, who was the coach back then? Was it Dave Wanstan? Oh, that mustache. I want to rip that mustache off. Him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I bears coach respect for him, but no, I, I he was the coach back then. You were a hundred percent correct. All right. Well, Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt is 6,500 on DraftKings this week. Uh, Pickett has had 44.2 points so far this season. Um, you know, Louisville, can be beat in the secondary, and we saw that in last week in Miami. I mean, Pickett isn't isn't a Derek King from Miami, and, and King's awesome. He's the transfer from Houston, um, but he doesn't have to be at 6,500. Wall, I, I mean, he, he just has to be manageable. Um, if I were to pick one offensive player in this game altogether, it'd be Pickett. 
over anybody. Uh, Pitt's implied points are 26. So let's give Pickett two points or two passing TDs and one rushing TD for 14 points. And uh, let's say he gets 250 yards for for or passing for 10 points. Um, and we'll give him 10 yards in rushing. I mean, he's right around 25, 26 points. Um, so you're looking at about value there if uh, you add in those numbers, Wall. Hey, quarterback, you got it nailed. You know, we got Narduzzi over there. We don't got Wansay anymore, luckily. But he's got two options at running back, too. The double Davises, I like to call them, which both at running back, Vincent and A.J. Davis. But both of them with nearly four yards per carry, that, it's pretty good numbers, you know. I know hopefully Pickett's not passing the ball all the time and giving some of the Davises some chances to run. But, you know, in this game, let's look at the other side of the ball. We got Louisville's offense right there with him. Cunningham, the quarterback for Louisville, 650 yards passing. Wow. Makes that 492 that Pickett had look like, you know, I don't know, let's, what do we call it? Backyard bowl, basically. 650 passing yards. Six touchdowns out of that, too. You know, comes out to a 325 yards a game and three touchdowns a game. That's that's going to get you some good numbers in DraftKings. No what? Yeah, this is two games, Wall. Those are video game numbers. This is two games. Six TDs, 650 yards. It's crazy. Hey, well, I think the question, though, is Javain. Uh, Javian Hawkins, the main running back back there with 235 yards rushing, are they going to give Cunningham a chance to throw the ball? You know, are they really going to give him a chance to throw the ball? You think he's a Cunningham's a pick, or you think Hawkins kind of scares you off? Well, Hawkins scares me off a little bit, but their offense is just so explosive so far this season in those two games. But I mean, let, let's talk about Cunningham. I mean, he's at 8,400 on DraftKings right now. Uh, the thing about Cunningham right now is he leads DraftKings in points so far this year at 62.1%, but he's priced for it at 8,400. Uh, there's only one more quarterback that's, I think, above him this week, and that's Ellinger from in Texas. And, I mean, the Texas game we'll talk about later, the over-under in that game is 70.5, so it, it's it's worth that extra price. Um, you know, Pitt hasn't played much competition, like Wall said, but they've played pretty good D so far and only given up 10 points and three. 108 combined. Uh, I mean, they did play Austin PA in Syracuse, and Austin PA they only gave up one yard rushing, but I mean it's still pretty decent defense. I think they're going to run into a little bit better, you know, defensive lines, um, in in basically just an overall passing attack, a pass blitz, and a and all that. I mean they're they're going to be able to, they're not going to get out squeaky clean in the pocket like they have been. So I don't know if he gets that much this week. I think he kind of tones down his numbers. It comes down to non-video game numbers. And, I mean, it's just too much money this week, especially with an over-under at 54.5. I'm I'm not all in on that one, Wall. A uh, game I'm all in on is Georgia Tech, 1-1 one one at Syracuse, 0-2, 11 a.m. on ESPN3, Wall. Hey, Georgia Tech, I don't like them right now, which I'm not happy with them, but – in this game, they're sitting at seven and a half, eight and a half, actually full point swing difference between FanDuel, DraftKings, and a couple other providers I get the numbers from. But seven and a half, eight and a half as the favorites over under a 58 and a half in this one. Yeah, hope uh, some of you took my advice on Jamar Gibbs, the running back from Georgia Tech, who's supposed to be the all star freshman. Uh, ended up with 28.6 points last week at a 3,300 uh, salary. That's. $115 per point, that's pretty good. Uh, I mean, he showed us what he was made of, 15 carries, 66 yards, and a TD. Um, big thing, though, Wall, last week, is he led the team in receptions with four for 60 yards and another TD. 
So that's huge in DraftKings. If you can find that running back that can do both, I mean, that's huge because in DraftKings, unlike uh, FanDuel's, it's PPR. It's points per reception. FanDuel's half points. Um, so at, in DraftKings, having a running back that can be able to do that is is huge. So uh, hopefully you can keep doing it. Um, Jordan Ma- or Mason uh, sat last week for undisclosed reasons, and we'll see if he plays again this week. It might pull some of uh, Giggs' uh, carries, but we'll see. Uh, he's only at 5,400. He got bumped up from 3,300, so you can see that DraftKings, uh, you know, Got on there, <laughs> figured it out pretty quick there. It was a pretty big price jump. Another person in this game that I really liked, and I think Wall really liked last week as well, is Jeff Sims, the quarterback for Georgia Tech. He's 6300 this week. Priced pretty good. I mean, he's not a, a high-profile quarterback, but um, Cuse has been giving up some yards in the air. In the two games they've played and the two losses, they've given up 518 yards in the air. Um They've been able to turn the ball over a little bit, which makes me a little scared with Sims because he did has thrown some interceptions. But Sims can run the ball, and if he can get out of the pocket a little bit, open up some things downfield, and kind of target that Syracuse secondary, I think he'll be fine. I think he's a decent pick. Um, he's the second highest point leader, by the way, on DraftKings behind Cunningham with 54.7. Um, and the thing about it is, Wall, there's 24 quarterbacks ahead of him in price this week. There's four non-starting quarterbacks ahead of him. Texas has their second and third string quarterbacks ahead of him this week, Wall. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's pretty good value? <laughs> I don't know. It's it's tough to judge. We'll go into the Texas game a little bit, but I, it would have to be good value coming off the numbers specifically. You know, old number ten though. I got I got his poster up on my wall right now. Woj, that's my boy. He had 277 <laughs> yards and 34 attempts. These DraftKings, you know, the people that set the salaries, they have to be expecting some regression of the mean here. I would think it have to be. You know, his QBR was of 71.4, not that great last week compared to a 24.6 the first week, which is just outright insane. But it's awful in saying that is he's still getting these DraftKings points. He's still getting the stats. You know, it worries me. This though, freshman quarterback throwing two picks a game. You can watch him. You know, I was obviously watching him last week. He was a big part of my DraftKings. He he's a true freshman basically. He's not really, but he's a freshman out there making some bad decisions. You know, sometimes the risk paid off. It paid off for me last week, but I think that's the problem right there. Is you got a lot of risk to this guy. All right. Well, I haven't talked about a wide receiver yet. So I felt like I needed to talk about a wide receiver. I also needed to talk about this game because there's a 70.5 point spread, and that's huge for DFS. Now, you can probably just, you know, put a bunch of players in front of you and just throw darts at it, and if whatever dart lands on, you probably just take that player will score you points, and if there's this many points that are going to be scored in this game. But it's a big brawl down in Texas. Well, you got number eight Texas, who's 1-0 so far, playing Texas Tech, who's also 1-0, and has a high-powered offense. Um, 2.30 p.m. on Fox. Which I'm guessing you can uh, say you can take anyone in this game because the uh, 70 and a half point over-under on it? Yeah, I mean, that basically. I mean, and, and the thing about it is, is both of these offenses, I don't care what the spread is. Both of them are good. I mean, I, I think the spread is wrong in this game just because I think both teams could just go crazy. So 18 and a half, you're thinking that – it should be a little lower or higher. Where you, where you I, I think it should be. I think it should be a little tighter, Wall. Just because tighter. I, if Texas Tech gets off to a good run, they're, they're going to score points. Hey, 
I guess it remains to be seen. You know, I'm a Texas boy, so I'm not to disagree with you. The spread can never be high enough for Texas being the favorite, but it makes sense what you're saying. All right. Well, anyways, let's talk some wide receivers because we haven't so far. Let's talk uh, Texas first. We got Tariq Black, who's at 6,200, or Joshua Moore, who's at 7,100. So there's a pretty big discrepancy there, $900. Moore caught six of his seven targets last week, but Black caught five of his six. Both had TDs and are both pretty dangerous in the open field. I don't know if many of you know who Tariq Black is, but he's a transfer from Michigan. Uh, He was behind Peoples Jones, and uh, he just felt like he wasn't getting – the love that he needed apparently, so he moved to uh, Texas or Texas there, and uh, they're starting pretty strong with him. Um, they did spread the wealth out a little bit last week. Uh, Ten players caught a pass uh, versus UTEMP, but again, that is versus UTEMP, and a lot of backups are coming in. And I did like the amount of receptions that both Moore and Black got, so I like either of them. I'm probably going to lean more towards Tariq Black just because he's bigger in profile. I feel like he's more that that guy that can make things happen in that offense. And at 6,200 in a game where it's 70.5 in the over-under, I mean, that's just like the money, just the cash register just going off of my head wall. So uh, I'm liking either of those guys, but I'm probably going to lean more towards Tariq Black, especially at that price point. On the other side of the field, you have Texas Tech, who in order to keep up with this Texas offense is going to have to pass the ball, and they can. Uh, they have a bunch of good wide receivers. They have a good high-powered offense. Eric Azukanama, uh, who's a wide receiver for them, is at 6,800 on DraftKings. And then you have TJ Vasher, who's 5,700. So big price difference there. But Vasher caught eight grabs last week versus Houston Baptist. And, yeah, it's Houston Baptist. That might be why he got a little extra love. Uh, Zukanama uh, had four and a TD. thing is, Azukanama ended the season really strong last year. I think he had at least seven receptions, I think, in the last three games and a touchdown in each of them. So this is essentially four games in a row with a touchdown. I really like him more than Vasher in this contest, even though Vasher did get a couple extra grabs. I just like Azukanama's ability to get into the end zone, and he has done it consistently. And at 6,800, that's still a really good price in a game where there's 70.5 points to go around. (laughs) So I I like Azukanama on this one. Now, the only other one I would pick is Ellinger. And Ellinger, the issue with him is he's the most – the highest-priced guy on DraftKings this week at 8900 So he's going to kill the rest of your roster. And uh, take example for last week. I had Chubba Hubbard and Ty- Tylen Wallace from Oklahoma State, and they both did absolute shit. Chubba Hubbard had $512 a point, and uh, Tylen Wallace had 574 Their quarterback got hurt and got out of the game, so that, that's a big part of it too. But... Um, it still it kills your roster because then you can't fill the rest of it with solid value guys or solid picks. Um, you're just looking for those diamonds in the rough. And if you feel like you got one like we did with Gibbs last week, then you can kind of get those more expensive guys or you can just kind of try to find some more average. Uh, and I like that. And this game has plenty of it. 6,200 for Black and eight or 6,800 for Zukanama. I mean, you have a wide receiver on both sides of the field. That's huge. That's big. Uh, in a game where there's 70.5 points to go around. And both of them get two TDs, and you're looking really solid and really pretty. All right, well, I didn't do so hot last week in DraftKings League, but Wall sure did. Wall won the DraftKings League with 129.30 points. He uh, had a couple big guys here, Wall. Oh, was that a golf clap in the background there? 
Oh, I I don't know. My fans are back there. I'm trying to ignore oh, them. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you had Marlon Williams, the wide receiver from UCF, 5,700 salary last week, scored 40.4 points. That netted you $141 per point. Congrats there, Wall. And you also had Sims last week, the quarterback from Georgia Tech at 5,300, at 24.96 points, $212 a point. So combined – both of those guys had more than half of your points, but that's awesome. That's all you need uh, to win our league because I didn't do so well. I did finish second, and then Cruz, who won our first uh, DraftKings league, uh, came in third. Um, but this week, I'm, I'm looking to change that Well, I'm looking to get back on the top. <laughs> Keep looking, Woj. I'm already planning for next week when I take over the DraftKings side of this podcast because all oh, the champs coming for you again this week. Two in a row, baby. Two in a row. Uh, something that we haven't done well so far this week, wall or this year, wall is our wall and Woj pick'em. Uh, we are struggling in that. Uh, we are both 0-2. Last week you had Georgia Tech plus seven and a half, and I had Oklahoma State minus 21 and a half. Both very unfortunate. This week, wall, let's change this. Let's let's redo it. Let's let's let's. We have bad, everybody's got bad starts, and we're gonna change that. Now, I'm gonna go with my Army pick, and we talked about why earlier. At plus 14, I think that's a solid. Uh, I think they're solid game plan into Cincinnati. They're going to keep the the score low, and I just like plus 14 with that low of a spread in that game. Hey, it's not a bad pick, Woj. Again, we kind of talked about at the beginning of the broadcast. You, you know, the Big 12, the ACC. That's not my thing, but hey, we got the SEC going now, baby. Jumping on them right away. I'm going to take advantage of this. I want Auburn at minus seven. You know, I'm taking them on the money line for sure. But this is points, baby. This is pick them. We got to pick one on the Point spread. I'm taking Auburn minus seven and a half woad on the point spread. I'm going to give up that hook and hope it uh, pays off for me. All right. Well, before we head out, I'm going to I'm going to give you the mic. Do you want to say thank you to anybody for your your DraftKings wing last week? Do you want to do you want to give any praises out? Well, I'd like to thank the Lord Almighty, my Savior. I'd like to thank my wife. I'd like to thank my two kids. Uh, I'd like to thank my mailman. You know, he delivers my mail. Um, about covers it, Woj. That about covers it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. This was the College Football Rundown. We're out.